Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Christmas, Bethel. Thank you for joining us this morning. And I just want to say from my family to your family, Merry Christmas. And I hope that you're having an incredible time together. I hope you've had a great morning together. I hope you had a great time yesterday. And I just pray that today, Boxing Day, you're able to enjoy time with your family. I want to thank the Martin family. So Harlan and Michelle, thank you so much for letting us invade your living room to do this service to make it feel like home, that we're just coming to you from a living room as you're watching from a living room. For some of us, this time together with family is long overdue. I know for me, one of the things I've learned in the past couple years, it's learning to not take time with friends and family for granted. And so I want you to enjoy today, I hope you enjoy your Christmas holidays, visiting with family. It reminds us of a time that we need to be thankful for thankful for time with family and friends. There was a song that we used to sing titled, Give Thanks. And it says, give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. Now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks. This is a season to give thanks. It's a season to reflect on the birth of Jesus and the fact that He didn't just come to be born so that we could celebrate Christmas, but He came with the sole purpose of dying for you and me. And so it's a time to reflect and give thanks of all the great things that God has done. For some of you, you're sitting with family that you've not seen in over a year. And some of you maybe are about to go see family and go and visit them. And for us, it's long overdue. Psalms 106 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. So no matter where you are today, we have reason to give thanks. We have reason to celebrate. We have reason to be happy. And so I want to pause for a moment and I want you to share with one another what you're thankful for. So we're going to take a moment and share with the people that you're watching with right now. Or if you're by yourself, I want you to write in the comments something that you're thankful for and share with each other so we have a moment just of giving thanks to the Lord. Let's take a moment and share what we're thankful for. Now that you've shared and you've given thanks, I want to just share with you a little bit of this Christmas story when Jesus was born. On the night that Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph, they've gone to Bethlehem and they go to stay there for the night, but they can't find anywhere to stay. So they stay in a stable. They're surrounded by livestock. And in this barn, we'll call it, in a barn, Mary gives birth to Jesus. And they lay him in a manger, a feeding trough, so that he has a place to soft to lay in and he's warm. Now we read in Luke chapter 2 
that just off in the outskirts of town in the fields, there were shepherds living out there looking after their sheep. And while they're looking after their sheep, an angel showed up and it scared them unintentionally. But if the reality is, really, every one of us would be scared if an angel just showed up. But the angel tells them the good news of the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ, and where to find him. So the shepherds, they run to Bethlehem. They run into town and they find Jesus laying in a manger. And once they found him, they leave there so excited and so happy that they go and they tell everyone about it. And then as they head back to the, sh- the fields, Luke continues and tells us in Luke 2 verse 20, the shepherds returned to the fields, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. This is something that we need to practice to more often. We need to glorify and praise God for the things that we have seen, the things that we hear, the things that God is doing. So this is a season to celebrate Jesus' birth and remember why he came, to die for us, and to have the anticipation of him coming back again. This is a season to celebrate and give thanks. You know, David writes in Psalms 100 verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. We give thanks to him and praise his name. David knew that the way to a deeper relationship with Jesus, the different deeper relationship with the Lord, to be in his courts, to be with him in his presence, that we are supposed to have a thankful heart. To give thanks with a grateful heart. We've just gone through the Advent series, the Advent season, and I'm thankful for the hope that I have. I'm thankful for the peace that I have. I'm thankful for the joy that I have and the joy that's available to me. I am thankful that I am loved and I am thankful that Christ came for you and for me. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. See, we talked over the Advent season about hope and peace and joy and love. And in tough times and in good times, in all circumstances, as this verse says, we're supposed to give thanks. Let's look at this verse just a little bit bigger picture, a little more um, around it. Look at the other scriptures around it. So 1 Thessalonians, starting at verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 16, it says this, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you, for me, in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. So we're supposed to rejoice always. So no matter what's happening today, no matter what's going on, no matter where you're going or where you've been, rejoice. Give the Lord some praise. We're supposed to pray continually. So what that means for me is I'm supposed to talk to Jesus all the time. And the cool thing with that is is I'm supposed to pray continually. So I'm supposed to talk to him. Well, I believe that Jesus talks to us. So therefore, he wants to speak to you and me continually. He wants to continually have a conversation and a friendship. Give thanks no matter what's happening. So whether you got the gift you're hoping for or not, you should still give thanks to Jesus. 
because he is still there. He is still walking with us and loving on us. This is God's will for you and me, that we will be thankful in all circumstances. And it's interesting that it leads into do not quench the spirit. Our thankfulness helps with the spirit's influence in our lives. My attitude affects the spirit in my life. Our heart affects so many areas in our lives, the way we think, the way we act, our thought processes and our heart really affects our lives. When we rejoice and celebrate what God is doing in our lives, it changes the way we see our lives. What we magnify is what we see. I want you to think about it for a minute. What we magnify. So this magnifying glass makes things really big. So whatever I concentrate on is going to look bigger than what it really is. So now, understand me, I'm not saying to ignore bad things and not to be honest with things that are really actually a concern. But we need to switch our focus onto God's goodness. So just because something's not going well in my life, it doesn't mean I should concentrate on it all the time because God is still good. So I need to switch my focus. I need to magnify God's goodness in my life. So what happens is, When my kids are around, I magnify what they're good at. I magnify what they do that is good and and a behavior that is good and celebrate who they are and what God created them to be. If I magnify only the negative things, if that's all I think about, if that's all I talk about, I'm magnifying it and it's going to be bigger than really what it is. I magnify the good things that my wife does and I see her through God's eyes. And when I magnify the good things that she's doing, it begins to grow our relationship in love because I'm concentrating, I'm magnifying the good things in our relationship. So I encourage you to magnify the good things in your life. And as you do that, you'll magnify God's faithfulness. And as you do this, it always brings joy. It brings peace. It brings hope and love into your heart and into your life. What are you magnifying today? See, every day after school, I realize we're not in school right now, but every day after school or even days that we're not in school, I ask my kids all the time, how was your day? How did your day go? How are you doing? And every day I get a different answer. Lots of times I get, oh, it was good or it was bad or sometimes I get, it was okay. I don't even know what that means. Or just, eh, but how was your day? When we think about your day, when we ask you, how was your day? What is our response? What do we magnify? Because see, sometimes my kids will tell me they've had a horrible day. It was terrible. And then when I begin to ask them what happened, they begin to explain to me um, how the day went. And one recess or one moment in their day went bad. Somebody said something that wasn't nice or, or somebody gave them a look that wasn't nice and it ruined their day. Well, how often does this happen to us? We have one interaction with somebody, we have one conversation with somebody, somebody says one thing to us, and it derails our whole day. So we talk for a little bit, I'll talk to my kids and and talk to them a little bit and find out that the rest of the day actually sounded pretty good. And then we get to the point where my children begin to realize, and there's times where I have to realize too, that I had a great day. It's really just about 30 to 60 seconds that was bad or not fun 
or just kind of derailed my day. So I have a question for you, and it's just an illustration. But if I was to give you $86,400 every day, so at the end of the day, the money's all gone. 12 midnight, it goes to zero. I guess technically 11.59 p.m., it goes to zero. And at 12 in the morning, all of a sudden I deposit another $86,000 into your bank account. $86,400 into your bank account. How would you live your day with that money? How would you, what would you do during your day? First off, you'd spend a lot of it knowing it's going to be gone and it's going to replace itself. So you'd spend money, you'd bless people, you would, you would do tons of different things for yourself and other people because it's going to be restored. But I have a question for you. If in that day, all of a sudden somebody stole $30 from you, or maybe $60 from you, would you get upset? Would it ruin the whole day? Would it wreck the rest of that money? Would you just throw it all away? No, we would realize that yes, none of us like to get, be stolen from, none of us want to be robbed, but it wouldn't ruin our whole day. It wouldn't ruin your whole day because you still have all of the rest of it. And you know tomorrow you're getting all of it back. So here's the whole picture. In one day, there's 86,000. 400 seconds in a day. So if someone steals 30 seconds or maybe 60 seconds from you, I understand it's not fun. They may have said something rude. They may have done something hurtful. And we don't enjoy those moments. We don't enjoy those times. But we still have 86,300 seconds of our lives. And so we need to magnify the remaining seconds of our day. We need to magnify the good things in our lives so that we concentrate on them because no matter what, we still have something to be thankful for. First Chronicles 29:13 says, "Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name." Every day, many times in a day, I encourage you to praise God, celebrate his goodness, take time to say it out loud, write out what you are thankful for. If you continue to do this every day, I encourage three things in the morning and in the night. You've heard me say it before. Three things you're thankful for. Write them out in the morning, write them out at night, and you will begin to see that your heart becomes a heart of gratitude. You begin to be cheerful and celebrate all the wonderful things that you have. And it will change our hearts and our minds. And Psalms 118 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. So this Christmas season, let's give thanks and celebrate God's goodness and be a joy not just to him, but to those around us. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for this incredible Christmas season to remember who your son is and that he came to earth, that you sent him here, that he could lay down his life for us. And fathers, we are surrounded by family and loved ones and we celebrate the birth of your son. 
Lord, there are so many things that we are to be thankful for. That, Lord, we are saved and that we will have life with you for eternity. And, Lord, all the people around us, our loved ones. And, Lord, I just pray blessing on families. I pray you strengthen them this Christmas season. And that, Father, we can be a light for you and we will magnify, Lord, all the good things. That when people talk to us, Father, they hear joy, they hear love, they hear peace, they hear excitement. Because, Father, we magnify the goodness in our lives. And that is a light for you. And so, Father, bless us this Christmas season. Let us be a blessing to others that we can shine bright for you. And so, Lord, help us to be thankful this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and have a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 